Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Write or Die show. I am your host, Randy B. Bosla. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Amelia Ives. If you have not already, hit that like and subscribe button. Do it now. So we have a sponsor for today's episode. It is Taylor Smith Design. And I have been using the services for, I guess, over almost over a year now. I use the do-it-yourself services, and it makes posting on my social media so much easier. Seriously. They have a user-friendly platform where I can schedule all of my posts for the whole year on multiple social sites at the same time. The best part about that is that I can create recurring posts, so I don't have to constantly redo the same thing, which works great when promoting my books. Plus, if you run multiple businesses like I do, since I'm my kid's momager, you can hook it up to multiple accounts. One price for all of your needs, and it saves me so much time. Depending on the level that you sign up for, it can do so much more than just that. I'm still trying to figure out some of the features that it offers. If you need an affordable solution for your social media needs, then go to getseensocial.ca, use code WRITEORDIE to get your first month totally free. All right, who doesn't like free? Remember, you want to go to getseensocial.ca and use the code WRITEORDIE. Get that first month free. Hi there. Well, how are you today, Amelia? I am doing pretty good here. It's been, uh, it's my day off, so I had a nice, easy one. So yeah, I'm I'm pleased. (laughs) It was a good day. That is always good, yeah. And where are you from? Uh, I'm in Calgary, Alberta. Oh, okay. So you're behind me in time. Yeah, yeah. You're in Ontario? Yeah. Okay, where about? Um, Right by Niagara Falls. Oh, oh, nice. I've never been, I've been to Toronto lots, but not to Niagara. Yeah, I've been to Toronto lots too, but not to Calgary. <laughs> One day, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I my uncle lives in BC, so I mean, I'm not, like it's, it's west, yeah. right? It's Get west. out there at some point. <laughs> yeah, I've been to like almost all of the East Coast except for Newfoundland, um, and but I've just never been west in Canada. Oh yeah, BC is beautiful. That's uh, we grew up going out there every summer, so it's, it has my heart. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So now that we know where you're from, um, <laughs> tell us a little bo- bit more about who Amelia is. Uh, so I am a fantasy author, uh, an independent author. I've just released my first book in the winter and my second book is actually coming out next week. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited and nervous for it. Um, yeah, I have five books in this series and then I'm working hard on getting some other ones um, ready to go. And it's Damn, that is Amelia right now. That's what Amelia does, but who is she? Who is she? She is uh, someone who's lived in the world of fantasy from the moment I can remember. I grew up uh, reading and writing fan fiction primarily. Um, I've read books, but my world was fan fiction. That's where I thrived. Yeah, (laughs) okay. uh, I started writing fan fiction in uh, high school. And then I got more and more into like what it took to make a good story, uh, what were good characters. And then when I was in university, I said, it's time to write my own, my own series. So that's what you go to university for, uh, for communications and history. Hmm. History. I was never very good at history, mainly because like remembering dates. Yeah. 
was mostly just essays. So I didn't have to do a lot of memorization, but oh, that's good. a lot of essays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Which I, almost, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. Oh, I hate writing essays. Meanwhile, what, what do we do for work? We write stuff. So right? <laughs> it's kind of funny when like essay writing, no, but like book oh. writing, that's fun. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> Okay, so what mental health um, are we going to talk about today? Um, anxiety, depression, and panic attacks. <laughs> Ooh, fun. Ooh, so fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you start your story wherever it is that you feel is the best part. Yeah, so I um, was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder when I was 16. Um, I was having severe panic attacks. I had a tendency to fall into OCD type tendencies as well. Um, but I think and that what was, did that look like? Um, I had to have like complete control over my environment. I think that was just because my anxiety was so bad. Like it, it wasn't, I just couldn't function if anything was out of order and my system and my routine fell apart, then I fell apart. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. I feel yeah. you. Um, and then as the years got went by and I was in university, I got more control over my need to control. Um, but my anxiety internally and my panic attacks were still raging. And then if I would ever get triggered, I would fall into really bad depressive episodes. Yeah. So that's, that is my journey. I am very much still in the middle of it. I am trying to figure out the best method of help for myself and hopefully yeah. encouraging people to do the same along the way. That's awesome. Okay. So when you're 16, how did you go about getting diagnosed or um, were you diagnosed I, at 16? Yeah, I uh, just went to my family doctor initially and she set me up with a psychiatrist to um, had some lengthy interviews, lots of questionnaires. Uh, and that's how I was uh, initially diagnosed. Okay. And how did your parents feel about that? Um, so my parents were in the middle of divorcing at the time and my mom had just been diagnosed with cancer. So it was a very tumultuous time in my life, which probably didn't help with the anxiety. No, it definitely had. wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so my parents were very much one over here and one over here and they, they weren't talking. And, and then I was stuck in the middle trying to just get through the day is what it felt like. <laughs> and yeah. no fault to my parents, it was, I was struggling on my, with my own issues and they had their issues. So it was yeah. just a wild time. And I think also that's why I leaned so heavily into fan fiction and fantasy worlds at the time. It was totally my escape. It was oh, a safe yeah. place when my reality was not safe. Yes. <laughs> or at least it felt like it wasn't. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that would that would really suck all at the same time. Yeah, it was a lot. It was looking back and like, Ooh. oh yeah. So what led up to you finally going, okay, I need to go to the doctor or did somebody else tell you, you need to go to the doctor? Um, I think it was a combination of, I wasn't functioning. So I knew something had to be done, but I didn't necessarily know what help I needed. Mm -hmm. So that's when my mom took me to see my doctor. And then my doctor, who's very lovely, she pointed me in the right direction. I, at the time, I don't think I would, I did what I needed to probably do. Like I didn't necessarily follow through with the meds that I was given. I didn't really go through therapy. So I think I spiraled and I just struggled for way longer than I needed to at that yeah. time. 
Well, I mean, 16. Yeah, I could see not following through on stuff. <laughs> it's you're, you know, like, oh, I'll figure it out. Like, I'm almost an adult. Like, I can handle right? it. Exactly. No, absolutely not. No, exactly. And then we become adults and we're like, um, yeah, you know. I'm a prescription. Where's my therapist? Yeah, it was like me right now. (laughs) Like, I need a new therapist. Someone help me. Right, exactly. I'm just, I'm just dropping stuff. There, you can plug it while you're there. Beautiful self-care journal. (laughs) Healthy Selfish, available on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to cope with our mental health. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so many tricks, things you can do. Oh, exactly. And that's what's so much fun about this show is everybody's got their own little trick. Um, yeah, and, and thing that they do that you know I try sometimes it works sometimes I'm like yeah. mm, I'm gonna leave that one for you <laughs> yeah yeah okay so you're 16 you go you get diagnosed you, you get told go do this go, go take that whatever and then let's fast forward a couple of years mm-hmm. how are you doing um so now I'm in university and I'm doing better <laughs> I wouldn't say great or thriving um at that point, it was kind of the world was a big and wide, and I did some traveling, which really opened my eyes. And I think that I kind of became more of the person who I wanted to be. And when you're traveling, it's, you know, you're out of your environment, so you're not as panicky. I think when I get, I yeah. personally, I get settled, then that's when my mind starts to whirl. Yeah. So when I was traveling, I was doing really well. And then it kind of when I finished university, and suddenly you have to, you know, be an adult. <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, they kind of got iffy again. And again, my anxiety spiked and my panic attacks flared. And I was doing a lot of dog sitting at the time, like house sitting. So I mm-hmm. was always in someone else's place alone. And I think when I'm alone, I don't do well. <laughs> so Well, because we're left alone with our thoughts. And there you go. <laughs> my brain isn't very nice to me. It's no, mine, mine just kind of latches on. (laughs) Yeah. Mine loves to latch on to like ideas and it gets stuck and it creates these fantasies. I'm very creative sometimes to a detriment. So exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's, uh, that was after university, my anxiety was spiking. Um, I did find a therapist at the time who was helping me. And then, um, that was kind of during COVID. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and then my therapist at the time graduated me because she said she'd given me all the tools that oh, um, she could, okay. which um, at the time I did agree. Like I felt like I had a good handle on yep. things. And then um, about a year later to where we are now, now I'm definitely in a rut. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and I think that happens to a lot of us because if we go to therapy consistently, like say you're going every week or whatever. Um, and then you get all of these tools kind of very quickly in a sense, yes. e- even if, even if it's therapy over the course of a year or two years, it's still mm-hmm. every single week you're going, you're talking and you feel really good. But then yeah. when we take that break, cause we, you know, graduate out or, okay, at this moment of my life, I have nothing new to discuss and I'm using uh, all my yeah. tools. Well, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. And then it's okay to down the road go, you know what? I think I need a refresher session Yeah, and (laughs) and go back. That's totally with me. I like at the time we discussed all of the things I needed to discuss and needed help with and I had a handle on them. And then 
life throws new things at you and suddenly I don't have the coping mechanisms for this it doesn't apply to this so that's why I'm like okay it's time to get help again so I'm on the hunt for a new therapist because mine was doing her practicum at the time so okay she's moved on in life and I'm now ready to find another therapist there are some great resources here in Calgary so that's what I'm dipping my toes into good good Yeah, I think that's so important for people to recognize is that just because you have finished therapy, and I'm going to put quotes around that finished therapy, because I believe we're never finished therapy. (laughs) We're finished for a moment, right? Like, it's the same thing with any doctor's appointment, right? Like I go for the annual checkup or whatever. Okay, I'm finished with my doctor for a year. And maybe I go back for my, for my checkup. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily sick. I'm just going back to check up. I mean, you can go back to your therapist as like a refresher. Hey, so a couple of these things happened and I I don't remember what it was I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. And why I think when we talk about mental health, health, that's such a big part of it is because people can't see what's happening. So with any physical illness, you get it treated, you move on with life, but exactly. mental health doesn't work like that exactly. <laughs> as I'm learning every day. <laughs> yes. And, and it's mental health awareness month. Not, Ooh, not by the yeah. time this is on YouTube, but as oh, we're yeah. recording, it is mental Close health enough. awareness month. Yes. So it's very important to be aware and not just mm-hmm. be aware, but like educate yourself. Right. Yeah. So that, that's something that I kind it kind of annoys me. There, there's always all these awareness campaigns, right? So there's autism awareness, mental health awareness, cancer awareness. I'm pretty certain we're aware that these things yeah. exist. It, it's now beyond awareness to educating people on what things are. We, we need to be more educated because we're aware that mental health exists, even though some people still have a stick up their butt and they're like, oh, suck it up. It's not real. Yeah, they exist. (laughs) (laughs) Those people are probably not watching the show right now. Um, But uh, those are the people that we need to actually reach and bring awareness to. Because the rest of us are aware. The rest of us just need to be educated. Because the rest of us are like, yeah, this is real. Um, So we need to be educated. It should be Mental Health Education Month. Oh, well, hopefully we can uh, spread the word, at least. Exactly. Our our readers and listeners. (laughs) Exactly. Um, okay. So you, you said kind of right now you're, you're looking for a new therapist. You're kind of mm-hmm. spiraling a little bit, but what are some of the strategies that you have found that have been effective for you? Yeah. So my go-to mostly when it comes to my panic attacks, um, it's called the five, four, three, two, one method. Um, when I have a panic attack, I get, my world becomes very narrow and very small. And the whole point of this exercise is to take yourself out of that little box you've put yourself in. So I'll probably get it wrong, um, but it, it deals with your five senses. And I can't remember which order it is exactly, but- That's okay, whatever order you yeah. use. Uh, so it's five things you can see, uh, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, one thing you can smell, or two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And putting your mind to that task to like, okay, I have to search out five things I can see. It breaks you out of that. Okay. I'm panicking now mode. And it takes you out of this world. Another one that um, I haven't really tried yet. I've just discovered it. It's like, I don't, I don't know if it has a fancy name for it. I'm calling it the finger method. 
you're supposed to take your fingers like this and you just follow them with your eyes and that's it it just oh. follow them that just helps yeah. you again break out of your little box yeah, yeah. it's kind of not that we are dogs although it's not an <laughs> insult by any stretch of the imagination because yeah. I love my animals but it's like because we just got a puppy before Christmas so oh, nice. when he's doing something he's not supposed to do like say I'm jumping up on the counter um that's basically what we do is distract him from what he's doing and that's what those yeah. techniques are doing they're distracting you from yeah. this inner panic attack to outside of yourself things and exactly. so it's the same thing with the puppy. He goes, he jumps on the counter. We have this little, it's not like a, a big air horn, but it's like a little. Oh, is it the little, red one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The pet, pet yeah. fixer, pet whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the um, uh, dog trainer told us to get. And it works yeah. so well. We just go up behind him and go, and he's like, yeah. what happened? I actually work at a pet store. It's my day job. Oh, so exactly what awesome. you're talking about. Yes. So, and that stuff works so well. He rarely jumps up on the counter anymore because it's now in, in his brain, right? So it's yeah, it's the same thing um, with those techniques. It's a distraction from, you know. The yeah, it's like training yourself out of the behavior that you fall into. Exactly. That's what the, most of therapy is, is training yourself out of whatever behavior or whatever thought process that you've gotten into. Yeah, and that's what I, I'm really bad at is like, that thought process uh, I've always heard as it described as tapes like these little tapes you have in your head that you oh, okay, yeah, yeah. play and they're on repeat yeah. like you imagine a cassette and it's just going yeah. and going and you have to like yes. reprogram or reprogram new ones exactly that's yeah that's I fail like my tapes are etched in my brain so I really yeah. gotta work on that yeah yeah my, mine mine have um slowly started to be rewritten over no oh, so that's, that's lovely I wish work that in progress my- yeah, work in progress. So, okay, panic attack. Let's talk about that for a second. What does that feel like? For um, you? So mine is very physical. I can usually feel a few minutes before when it's going to come on. Um, I u- I'm usually always isolated. It almost never happens when other people are around. And I will start to hyperventilate to the point where I've almost passed out or I've almost puked. Like, I just cannot breathe. Oh, that's not <laughs> um, Shaking, you know, your heart pounding, you're dizzy. I usually end up on the bathroom floor. <laughs> oh, <point>. no. <laughs> um, and then I just, once, like, the hyperventilating stop, that probably goes on for a minute or two, that it's just, like, the crying. <laughs> just crying unconsolably, sobbing. It is not glorious, not pretty at all. So yeah. that's, yeah. The hyperventilating is the worst part because I just feel like I can't breathe. Yeah. But that's good that you have that technique to yeah. help you out of it because that does sound absolutely awful. Yeah. Actually, it was very important for me to write a panic attack into my first book. Um, I gave my main character an anxiety. So I really wanted to have that representation. So it's not as intense as mine own are because I don't want to scare away the reader (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really good it happens so I I was very happy to you know it was very therapeutic almost to write it out on my keyboard yeah and I because I do the the book reviews there's been a lot more books that are incorporating mental health and incorporating Mm -hmm. anxiety or depression or what PTSD I've seen a lot in there and I'm not talking about memoirs I'm talking about 
fantasy, sci-fi, oh, yeah. like the genres that people want to read. Not that they don't want to read memoirs. I mean, I write yeah. nonfiction, so I hope there's people out there that read nonfiction. <laughs> um, the, the ones I, I would say are more popular, right? The, those other genres, yeah. horror, all that stuff. And it's becoming more common, at least in the, for the indie authors, because that's usually the ones that are reviewer indie authors. And guys, yeah. listen in read indie authors we are pretty freaking amazing <laughs> we're just as good as traditionally published authors I swear yeah it's true I mean you're gonna come across a few bad ones and oh, I've reviewed a few bad ones that's why if you follow <laughs> my reviews you'll know not to read those ones um but most of them are so good and yeah they're just as good as any of those bigger named authors it's just you know, in this day and age, it's so easy to to publish yourself. It's I know. Hopefully, not hopefully really worth authors. going to a publisher. Yeah. Oh, totally. And it puts all the power back into your hands. Like yeah. I was an indie musician before I was an indie author, so okay. I know exactly how like both industries work and how taking that power into your hand just opens up everything to you. Because yeah, there's totally a lot of niche subjects you would never see in the chapters. Exactly. Exactly. So it's so neat that I'm seeing more and more of the mental health come into the characters. And it's not like, I feel like it's not thrown in your face. It's not like, oh, this person has anxiety, right? Because like you said, we're, we're actually pretty good authors as indie authors, yeah. right? So they're not just saying that, but they're describing it like you would in any other book. Like it's, yeah, they're just, I don't know, they're, they're so good. And I love seeing that real life stuff in the books now. Yeah, for me, when I write my fiction, I don't like to just write random things. I was told this rule that every scene should move the story forward in one or two ways. Yeah. So it, what I, I just didn't want to throw a panic attack at my character yeah. for the sake of it. So, you know, the story led up to it. There were things that created this panic in her and it affects her going forward in the rest of the story. So I, I wanted to really honor both the form of writing books and mental health I wanted them to come together nicely and hopefully I did that so awesome yes and that's I think that's important we got to bring kind of the real life into our fiction non-reality yeah yeah (laughs) and I, I think it makes it relatable or hopefully it educates someone and opens their eyes to it if they haven't experienced it exactly and I think it would do both right it would be entertaining um educational to see it and very eye-opening and when you can connect with a character too when you're like oh this character has a panic attack okay when you connect with the characters you're more invested in the book oh yeah it's same thing when you watch tv that's why um actually today we were at canadian tire and i was in the little toy section because they have toys Mm -hmm. and there i it was the first time i had seen wheelchair barbie oh wow and she had a really cute little wheelchair i loved it but they're doing they're pushing for toys that more kids can relate to yeah oh, and so amazing. it's the same thing with our characters in our books we, we want more relatability yeah yeah and also important to have characters that support the character with anxiety yes yeah exactly like, yeah and it should it'll teach others how to then support them in real life exactly so, so actually on that topic what is something that uh, as the onlooker or the friend or whatever, what can we do to support somebody who's having a panic attack? Uh, I, it is highly individualized because everyone, 
experiences <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, for I, you. Oh, always personal experience okay. here on the show. Always. I, yeah, I need people to distract me. Like I have straight up called my friends while I'm in the middle of a panic attack. And I'm just like, just talk to me. Like, yeah. Tell me to do something. My one friend knows she'll get me to walk around the house. She'll be like, go look out the window. Tell me what you see. Yeah. Or even just like, tell me a funny story that for me, that's the best thing. Cause I don't need someone to say, oh, it's going to be okay. You'll be all right. Cause it's like, that is the worst thing to do. Okay. I don't know. I don't care who you are. Cause like I said, everything is personalized. So maybe yeah. what works for you doesn't work for somebody else, but not no one has ever gotten over a panic attack or a depressive episode or anything by saying it's okay (laughs) it'll be fine my trigger word is I had someone say to me to snap out of it I will never forget like those three words (laughs) I was like "Hmm." snap out of it or or just calm down oh yeah yeah I am freaking calm yeah, you're overreacting. <laughs> yeah, you're overreacting. No, so these are all the things not to say now. Yeah. List of things not to say. But yeah, no, nobody has ever calmed down. Nobody has ever, um, you know, gotten over a panic attack by saying any of those things. Like you yeah. just, that's not helpful. Yeah. Even if, yeah. and something that people would say to me um, when I have like a pretty depressive episode would be like, well, you know, you have a really good life. Yeah, no shit I know I have a really good life I am not debating that I have a good life yeah but my brain is telling me that I'm still a horrible person and I shouldn't be here yeah 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 my brain just like really likes to play those games with me (laughs) exactly so just because I have a really good life doesn't mean I can't be depressed and that I think is a huge misconception like just because things are going well doesn't mean you can't have a random panic attack that's yeah. kind of the point of them is that they're just mostly yeah. random. Yeah. It's, it's an anxiety disorder. Like we can't just turn it off. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that, that's important information for people to have what to say and what not to say. Yeah. Equally, equally as important. Exactly. Um, all right. So moving on to your books, yeah. uh, I mean, we, we've already a little bit talked about yeah. that. So tell us the title of it again. Uh, so it's called The Wayward Thief by Amelia Ives. It is the first book in the Merrick Stone series, uh, one of five. Um, book two is The Glass Architect, which is coming out next week. So it is, I'm so <laughs> excited. It's my favorite in the series. I've been telling everyone that. That's like, hilarious. Oh, book two, it's better. But how do you know that it's going to be the favorite in the series when you haven't read the other three? Um, well, I personally like it just because like, again, my main character Maeve goes through it. Like book one had her panic attack. The whole, actually, this is feeds really well into this conversation. The title itself, the glass architect is in reference to Maeve's mind, um, because of her anxiety and her struggle. And a big plot point of the book is her mind gets invaded by another magical psychic and Maeve can't like handle it in her mind like shatters literally and so she has to put herself back together and it's building herself the architect she's putting her glass mind back oh. together so it deals with her anxiety her loss of identity when she has her mind broken like that um so it's yeah I I feel like that I am the glass architect myself because I feel like I'm trying to put myself back together again mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I love book two so much because it is Maeve's story and she goes through it and 
I, I just relate to it so much. So that's, that's why I love it. I love that. That's awesome. Um, and where do people get them? Uh, I'm Amazon exclusive for now. So you can get them on Amazon and in their Kindle Unlimited store. Excellent. And by the time this interview airs on YouTube, um, the second book will already be out. So you can pick up both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those that have watched us on Twitch, because um, it stays on Twitch, I think, for like a week or something. Okay. Um, then you just have to wait that little bit of time. <laughs> yeah, if you can wait for book two, book one will be going on sale. Uh, oh, so yeah, there you go. It'll, yeah, and you can grab the two and then enjoy Maeve's mental journey. <laughs> it is a roller coaster. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love that. And where do people follow you? Um, so I'm most active on TikTok, um, which is, I love I, I'm, it's my guilty pleasure. You have to follow each other. Yes, absolutely. So uh, it's just at Amelia Ives Books, uh, which is my Amelia Ives Books is my website. It's my Instagram. I occasionally post there as well. Really not so good with Facebook, but TikTok and Instagram are yeah the best ways. Excellent. And we're going to stick those links down in the description below. So you can go give her a follow. Um, especially on TikTok. I love TikTok. It's my, yeah, it's my happy place. I love it. So I have, I have three TikTok accounts. Ooh, yeah. So I have, I have my, like my author slash mental health TikTok, right. For the show. Um, and then my animals have their own TikTok because they're, they're actually how I got started because animals are amazing. Um, they, they have way more followers than I do (laughs) because they're cute. And then I have one where I just kind of screw around where I'm like, I want to, you know, I want to play with the filters or I want to do this and that, yeah. but I don't want it to go on like my professional ish one. Yeah. Um, so I have that one and it's just random stuff. And a lot of times I'll, I'll post things about my dumb, dumb husband. <laughs> I love him. I do. He's not watching. I know that, okay. <laughs> but I love yeah. him. <laughs> I swear me and my sister can speak TikTok to each other. And it sounds like a foreign language, all the trending sounds, <laughs> whatever yes, is going on at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Actually for Christmas, my sister-in-law got us, um, you know that like Cards Against Humanity game? Oh yeah, that game is so fun. Okay, but it's a meme TikTok one. Oh yeah, I think I've seen similar things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't actually opened it and played it yet. <laughs> um, but it looks kind of cool and interesting. And like on on the card, if you don't know what trend they're referring to, it gives you oh, like yeah. the little things so you can like look it up. Oh, cool. Like QR code or yeah, whatever code. To, to go on and find it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, well maybe eventually. Play it. Maybe <laughs> yeah. the weather's nice. You can invite people over. Exactly. Like just the two people would be maybe a little bit boring. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> thank you, Amelia, so very much for being on the show, um, sharing with us and make sure everybody to check out her books um, and the links down in the description Hello, um, give her a follow. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Be sure to go and grab both of Amelia's books and uh, check them out. They sound fabulous. You want to make sure to get those um, as well. Give her a follow. Check out those links down below. Share these episodes out with all of your friends. These are important messages that we talk about. We need to share them. Um, as well, we have a merch store. 10% of the proceeds always goes back to the Canadian Mental Health Association. And remember, the only way to end the stigma of mental health is to speak openly 
and honesty.